Let's look at our scripture text. This morning, my message is called The Adopted, and it's in the book of Romans. Of course, if you don't have your Bible, you can just look at the bulletin and see the scripture text is right there. But in in Romans chapter 8, again, my favorite chapter in all the Bible, Romans chapter 8. But I just want to read one verse, and that's verse 15. It says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his sons, as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. I want to make a statement, and that is this. Your ability to live out the adoption of God is directly correlated with your ability to be happy. Your ability to live out the adoption of God is directly correlated to how happy you are. And, and when we think about our Father in heaven, which is a name that he chose to be called by, at least on occasion, uh, because it, is, it demonstrates to us that he cares for us, that he's involved with us, that he's part of our lives. He's not just a, a, a being or a force that's off somewhere on a cloud with a, with a throne and a scepter and things like that. He is our Father, our Heavenly Father, and He cares deeply for us. Uh, God gave some of us good fathers and some of us not so good, but we still recognize that God the Father uh, loves us. And our ability to, to experience, and I use that word loosely, our ability to live out the adoption of God for us is directly related to how happy we are. And I, I believe that with all my heart. And, and, and I think hopefully when I get done, you'll, you'll kind of get an idea of what I'm saying because today I want to talk about what it means to be adopted. What does it mean to be adopted? Well, in a nutshell, it means it, it, it's, it's our ability to focus on God and who He really is. And that's what I want to talk about. Who is God? Who is the one that we experience as our Father? And what does that mean? The first thing it means is we experience God and His, his person. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this before in messages when we talk about God, that like I said earlier, He's not some being off on some cloud about busy about doing kingly things, but He is, he is, he is with us in person. Uh, and that person is Christ. We have access to the King of all glory through Christ. Christ came and died on the cross for us. Christ came and bridged the gap between us and our sin and Him and His holiness. Him and His Father is our holiness. Christ is the revelation of God. He reveals to us what God is like. And if you study the life of Christ, you'll get an idea, at least an inkling, of what God is like in that He is compassionate, He is kind, He is loving, He is caring, and He has the patience of a saint, as the expression goes, because He is God. But He is also a personal God, and that person is Christ Himself who came and died on the cross. The cross reflects the love of God because the cross gives us an idea of to what extent God's love will go in order to embrace us into his family and be our father. But the second thing that we experience is God of the father and his person is God and the father and his power. God is all-powerful. The word is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. That is 
all power stems from Him. He is in control of everything. Sometimes we question that, and when we experience hardships or troubles or hurt or pain, we wonder if God really is in control, why does He let this happen? I, I don't know, but He lets bad things happen, or He allows bad things to happen, but they are for good, the Bible set tells us. But the point here is, in God and His power, is that God is in absolute control. And one of the things that I've found in my life is that I struggle with that continually. It never seems to end. Pride always rears its ugly head in my life and tries to take control of things. Even though I know that in the past when I've done that, it hasn't worked out. And when I give myself to God and His control, it does work out. Still, I struggle with the idea of who's in control of my life. You know, we really want control. We really want to at least feel like we're in control of our life. But in reality, we're not. God is. No matter what choice we make, God is still in control. Because He is the all-powerful God. Power that, he, power that we have, He gives us. Uh, power that we have, He enables us to do the things that we do in our life. We, we do nothing outside of the power of God. Now, that, that's not to take away from our free will. We still have free will. We still have the ability to say no. And how that fits in with God's sovereignty, I don't know the answer to that. I just know that He is all-powerful. And even though I struggle with the sovereignty of God in my life on a daily basis in that I'm just like a kid, uh, I, I think I learned more about God when I became an earthly father than I did any time before because I recognize and see myself in my own children. And, and God just kind of pokes you in the ribs with his elbow and says, see, you're just like that with me. You're just like that with me. And I go, you know, you're right, God. You, I, I am just like that. Whether it's a good or bad trait, I, I'm just like that. But here the idea is, is that even though we struggle with that on a daily basis, God still loves us and he's still personally involved with us. Which leads us to the third thing of being, about being adopted. Is it, we experience his presence. And this is similar to person, but person has to do with having access to God. Here the presence of God has to do with relationship with God. Here the idea is that he gives us his spirit. That verse started out, it says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his son, as his own children, I mean. Here the idea is that fear doesn't come from God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get tired of being fearful. Uh, I get tired of being nervous and fearful, and, and the, the Lord reminds me on occasion, fear is not from me. Fear is not from God. Fear comes from the world. Fear comes from the devil. Fear comes from our flesh. Fear doesn't come from God. He has given us the spirit of power. He has given us the spirit of his presence. And we usually refer to that as the Holy Spirit. We don't talk a whole lot about the Holy Spirit, but he is still an active part of our lives. He is still working and engaged in our relationship with God. He makes it possible. I don't know about you, but if I try to go out and seek God on my own, I can't find him unless he wants me to. Because where would I go? God is everywhere at the same time. So 
how could I go find him? But if, he, if I want to see him, if I want to experience him, he reveals himself to me. He makes himself known. He is with me in the form of his Holy Spirit. And I have a relationship with him because of that. Think about, think about the reality and, and the awesomeness of being sinful, a sinful being, an unholy being, and God being a holy God bridges the gap between us through the cross. That's just an awesome thing to think about. We, we, we really can't be too happy about that because it's just so awesome and so wonderful that God bridged the gap between us through his cross, through the fact that he suffered and died on that cross, and now we have a relationship with him. That's just an awesome thing to think about. Now, of course, the other side of that is when sometimes when we think about God's discipline, God is like a consuming fire, the Scriptures say. So sometimes when we get close to God, it's a little bit on the painful side because God demands us to give up things that we have a hard time giving up. But He is still present with us. He is there with us, enabling us and working with us to give those things up for His glory. He is truly an awesome God, and He's a great Father. And, and, and the Spirit that He gives within us makes up, is more valuable than words can express and makes up for all the things that the world has to offer. But sometimes we forget. Or sometimes we just have a hard time with God being our Heavenly Father because bad things happen. Things happen to us that we say, if God was really a loving Father, He wouldn't let that happen. My own Father wouldn't let that happen to me. I've thought that before. I thought, you know, Lord, my dad wouldn't have let things happen to me that you let happen to me sometimes. And I, I, I'm not saying that like, feel sorry for me or anything. I, I don't mean it that way. I just mean it that if, if, our, if it was in my dad's power to stop things from happening to me, I know he would because I know I would do the same for my children. But God allows those things for good. And we just have to accept that on faith, that he, even though things like that happen to us, he is still a heavenly and, and loving father. And we, we just have such great things because of that. We experience such great and wonderful things. We, the, the love of God is so tremendous and so wonderful that we, we, we really can't explain it all. But God is a Father to us in that He is a personal being, in that He is powerful, and in that He is present with us. I, I kind of like, if I pick one of them, I, I kind of like the last one. He is present with me. To think that God is present with me is just overwhelming. To think that God fills me with His Spirit is just overwhelming. To think that God loves me so much that he died on the cross, well, it's just overwhelming. How can we, how can we neglect such a thing? I don't know, but we do all the time. I, I take him for granted every day uh, and need to be reminded on a continual basis. I suppose that's why God wants us to meet together in church, so we'll be reminded of how awesome a father he really is, how wonderful it really is to experience his presence in our life. How, how can you get any better than that? How can the gold and silver of this world or the fame and prestige of this world compare with the presence of God in my life? It can't. It just can't. And when we celebrate our Father's Day, our earthly fathers on this day, let's also remember our heavenly Father. 
the one who has done so much for us and is still present with us, even though we make mistakes and sin every day, he is still present with us. Even though he hates sin, he is still present with us. What an awesome God. It doesn't get any better than that. You, you, can't, you can't describe a scenario that's any better than experiencing the presence of God. Oh, thank you.